Daniel Spino is the author. Do you believe that Oak Island is haunted? Some believe this is true and have vowed never to return to there again. I will be examining the haunted history of Oak Island. Warning, if you have any conditions that may be affected by fear, panic, or fright, please stop and do not continue reading this story. For those who say they would camp out for the night on the island, you may feel differently after reading this story. A paranormal investigation took place in Season 1, Episode 3 of The Curse of Oak Island when members of the Chester Area Paranormal Society conducted a nighttime investigation near the Oak Island Swamp. During this investigation, the Society's K2 electromagnetic field meter began to beep, which Society member Jen Morrow interpreted as an indication that something in the swamp was trying to communicate with them. In another episode, Matty Blake met with parapsychologist Brian Cono. Cono began recording audio in the hope of picking up sounds inaudible to the human ear. That night, Blake and Cono listened to the recordings. After Blake had asked, What is your name? at Borehole 10X, the recorder picked up a faint voice which neither of them heard at the time of recording. Although the sound is muffled, Kano believed the voice said, chain them. This brings to mind the fact that Fred Nolan would never spend a single night on Oak Island and believed that the crows that populate. The island are the reincarnated spirits of the slaves who constructed the money pit and labored there. Long-time Oak Island resident and fellowship member Dave Blankenship explains that him and his wife, Garnett, and several others have seen a formless black cloud floating through the woods on Oak Island, especially near Borehole 10X. This black mass is one of the more frightening things that has been routinely reported on Oak Island. Many individuals, including stars of the show and those who operate the cameras, have reported seeing this exceptionally large black mass that seems to appear out of nowhere. It also has a habit of disappearing just as quickly as it appears, and no one can explain what it is or why it happens. Although he cannot explain the phenomenon, Dave tells Blake that he doesn't believe in the paranormal or the Oak Island curse. Then there's the amazing story of Peggy Adams, the daughter of one-time Oak Island caretaker Jack Adams who claimed to have seen strange men at Smith's Cove when she was four years old. On a cold day in the winter of 1940, four-year-old Peggy came running into their house exclaiming and gesturing towards Smith's Cove, there's a crowd of people coming up from the shore. She said they were men wearing pretty red jackets and pants with big yellow stripes down the side. A search of the area in the snow revealed no footprints at the cove. Years later, Peggy's mother Charlotte paid a visit to the Citadel Museum in Halifax. There she saw the red coats and striped pants that made up the uniform of the 18th century British militiamen, and she believed that her daughter might have seen the ghosts of British soldiers that day in 1940. Peggy was not one to exaggerate, lie, or tell untruths. 
According to legend, the fiery phantom of the young teaser appears in the waters of Mahone Bay from time to time. This teaser light is associated with the American privateer Young Teaser that burned in the summer of 1813 which was fighting in the area during the War of 1812. The locals buried the dead in unmarked graves in the St. Stephen's Anglican Cemetery in Chester. Almost a year later to the day a ghost ship was first seen near Chester in Mahone Bay. This was the first of many appearances. Hundreds have seen this burning ship in Mahone Bay. Many witnesses say the ship just appears out of nowhere. Others have reported seeing the flaming ship head directly for them. They felt it was about to run them over only to see it vanish. Sometimes this ship would pass so close to the shore witnesses on the beach have reported seeing sailors up in the riggings. Some have even stated they heard the anguished cries of the men who were trying to escape this flaming ghost ship. Another legend has it that Oak Island is haunted by a huge black dog with glowing red eyes. A number of people who have spent time on the island claim to have seen this creature at night. It is said that these frightening entities haunt crossroads, ancient trails, and places of execution. They are often considered omens of death and are associated with the underworld. Like many of the other visions that might potentially be paranormal, it seems to appear and disappear without any warning. Some believe it has to do with the way the Earth's magnetic field works in the area. Some say this magnetic anomaly makes it easier for people that aren't necessarily sensitive to the paranormal experience it much more readily. This theory says that it could potentially make it easier for paranormal entities to materialize, thus creating a nexus of the paranormal. It has been frequently reported that various electronic malfunctioning of equipment happens on the island from time to time, with no apparent explanation. Another unsettling story involves Dan Hens Key, who suffered a terrifying experience in 1973 in which he felt as if he were temporarily possessed by the spirit of a Spanish priest who had his throat slit. Hens Key, who assists with the current excavations on Oak Island, first began his tenure in the 1970s with Dan Blankenship. He's admitted to experiencing ghosts, demons, and strange occurrences on the island, including this incident in which he was so frightened he stripped off all his clothes and swam back to the mainland. During the 1970s Hens Key was working on Borehole 10X. He started to experience numerous nightmares and at one point felt he was possessed by the long-dead priest. Hensky believes that this Spanish priest was murdered to guard the treasure on Oak Island with his throat cut, and he possessed Dan to let him experience his death and tell the story. Then there's the terrifying tale of Jimmy Kaiser, a local Mi'kmaq who worked as a laborer for Robert Restall and as a night watchman for Robert Dunfield. In late 1965, according to Jimmy's son, Farron Kaiser, Jimmy was in the Restall's old cabin, where he spent most nights while on the island when something unbelievable took place. 
Dad said it was about eleven or twelve o'clock. Farron said, I had a little fire going. I put some wood on the fire and then I lay down on the cot and closed my eyes. Apparently, he fell asleep. And he said, I woke up and I couldn't breathe. And he said there was two of the biggest red eyes you would ever want to see looking right into his. And the whole body was covered with tight, curly black hair. He said that was all he could see, because the, whatever it was, was holding him down by his arms and had him pinned so tight he couldn't move. But then it smiled at him and said, don't ever come back. My dad said when it let him go and disappeared the whole building shook. After being released, Jim Kaiser wasted no time getting to his truck and getting off of Oak Island. And he wouldn't ever go back on the island again after that, Farron said. He told me, it was the only thing that's ever scared me. The following morning, Jimmy found that he was covered in bruises, one pattern resembling four fingers and a thumb. Were these just dreams or stories told to scare away potential searchers? Many of the ghostly depictions I've mentioned are forms of jinn that are described in ancient texts. Jinn are being similar to demons that King Solomon reportedly commanded to build his temple. Research indicates that John Dee was using Solomon's rituals and signs. Could it be that Dee was experimenting with conjuring and trying to replicate Solomon's powers? It is believed that Dee and his suspected pupil, Francis Bacon, were on Oak Island and involved with the mystery. Were Jin conjured and trapped to guard the money pit and the swamp? Are you brave enough to find out? Happy Halloween, everyone. Credit goes to Daniel Spino.